This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the show that goes around the horn with your Minnesota Twins. With insight from the decision makers in the dugout and in the front office. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Our Sunday show today comes from Anaheim, California, here at the Big A. Twins and the Angels getting set to uh, wrap up this uh, weekend series. The Twins also putting a bow on this six-game West Coast road trip, and we're doing this inside the Big A where a lot of stuff is happening. We've got moving vehicles, we've got equipment, and we've also got Twins hitting coach David Popkins. First of all, welcome to our Sunday show. We've done this a long time, and your, uh, your Inside Twins debut. Thanks for stopping by. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's a great to visit with you, and here we are now, just more than 40-some-odd games into the season offensively. The good, the bad, the indifference so far from your perspective. Um, yeah, I think I think you know we've we've done a uh, a better job continuing to adjust with the game and um, being a little more creative in how we're, we're scoring runs. Um, I think over the course of the year, you you know you learn the ups and downs of your team and you learn what direction you need to go as a whole. And each player is kind of find their identity. And um, it's always nice to have some of that adversity um, early in the year, especially in some of the colder months, um, to then learn from and adjust from there. Uh, other teams are adjusting, we're adjusting, and to get those those kind of out of the way earlier is, is really important. I know in the off season, and I was with you on Twins Caravan when you were being sent, you know, videos of different guys and things they were working on with their swing, and they brought that into camp. And if they've had success, fine. But if not, have they have they gone back to what they did before, or uh, everything that you worked on with these players in the winter during spring training, is that staying true through 40 plus games? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think that was Jeffers that was sending that video on that trip. So he's he's pretty much stayed through, through and through. Um, but, yeah, some of the guys that, you know, each guy, sometimes you go there, you work on stuff, and you go to spring training, and you make adjustments, and you kind of blend it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, each guy is basically at this point is doing something that they've, one, either either worked on in the offseason or, two, has brought them success in the past. And those are usually the two things that, you know, we go off after during the years, like what positions were they in when they've had success in previous years, or does this new position give them a better chance for success? And um, yeah, so I would say that. Yeah, the home runs, uh, the Twins have been near the top in the American League, you know, pretty much all season long in terms of hitting home runs. But the strikeout rate, has that been somewhat surprising as you kind of mapped out how the season may go offensively? 
Um, yeah, I think definitely. I think, um, you know, anytime that you're doing a little more damage, you're a little more susceptible to, you know, chasing pitches out of the zone. And that's some things we're, we're definitely targeting on and making sure we're having, um, you know, still being able to take those shots. But then in other situations, making sure, you know, we can, you know, safety bunt, we can hit a ball the other way, we can, you know, get a job done and kind of blending those two things. As the weather heats up and as a lot of these fly balls that have been, you know, track balls this first month, I think those some of those balls will tend to be over the fence as we move forward. And then also learning how to have different versions of your offense of not being able to only hit for homers and being able to move the runner. And, and you kind of been seeing that lately um, as our team is finding different ways uh, to be creative and score. A couple weeks ago, it seemed like the scouting report for, for many guys, not everybody, but two strikes, let's go up. I mean, letters, shoulders, let's go up with the fastball. Lately, last you know, 10, 14 games, have the Twins done a better job not chasing that high fastball as they were earlier in May? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely, I would say, you know, a little better. I think we can always continue to improve on that as well. I think sometimes when there's when some of these guys have really good late action off speed, um, you kind of pick your poison. You know, sometimes you're going to chase up, you're going to chase down. But which one are you OK with? Because, you know, there's a lot of damage surrounding where that chase is. So typically, if your guy doesn't really hit high fastballs very well, chasing up doesn't really make sense. You know, for someone who is able to hit fastballs up really well, chasing up at times, you know, if you're not going to chase down, is, is an okay miss to chase. So I think it's each guy kind of figuring out their identity on what they do well, where their strong points and where they're going to chase should be, you know, around where they can actually do damage. So it's, it's a reward for being able to, you know, do that. Is there such a thing as a, as a hitter's count anymore, 2-0, 3-1, when maybe traditionally you thought, all right, a fastball's coming right here. It comes a four-seam fastball. But is that not the case anymore? Yeah, not not really. You, you you'll see more hitters counts, quote unquote hitters counts, when guys are able to you know work those walks. And as those walks start to come, pitchers really start to frantic and, and don't want to keep walking people. So they'll go to the pitches that are most strikes. But yeah, I mean you're seeing the hardest fastballs we've ever seen, and you're seeing the most off speed ever thrown. So you know guys are, are terrified to give up damage, and they're willing to walk you before they do that. So kind of understand that in those those leverage counts. You know, like three two is no longer three two. It's it's you have to treat it like O two, and you got to you know. Stay short, let the ball, you know, get deep and, and just not try to do too much. So that's a lot of the things, you know, we're preaching now is being able to have multiple approaches layered in based off the count and the leverage. You know, if you're if you're ahead in the count, you can take a shot. If you chase, it's okay. But if you you know what, if you're on time and that's a damage, a double or a homer, you get us a run, that's perfect. And then when you're behind, when chase pitches are more likely, that's when we're on base percentage focused. We're really looking to target and keyhole and, and make sure they're making good pitches and getting us out in the strike zone. Twins will face uh, Shohei Otani today to wrap up the series. And if you bring up Otani's you know, pitching page on Baseball Savant, he's not alone in this regard that he throws a sweeper. And you're seeing more and more of that. What adjustments have the hitters had to make to adjust for? Maybe it's a new pitch. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a different style of breaking ball that they're seeing. But what adjustments are you guys trying to make with that? Yeah, I think overall in the sweepers, I think we've done pretty well as a team when um, we break that, that pitch classification up. So a lot of that is just, one, making sure that you know where it needs to start to be a strike. And then two, understand the more nasty the sweeper is, the less likely he is to throw it in the strike zone. So I think um, with those two things, you can kind of see you know where you're looking to, to one, for that pitch to start, and, and two, you know, if it starts there and it's in my zone, I, I know I can hit it, you know, through the middle or I need to go left center, right center. You can kind of see based off, you know, people beating him in the past. But, yeah, that's the main thing is know where it starts and keep it in the zone. Those are the two most important aspects of the sweeper. As for Otani and you build a, a game plan with how to beat him on the mound, do you also find time to watch him at the plate just to see what he does and why he's so unique as a hitter? 
Yeah, he's he's very 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 special um, athlete, and especially a hitter, he does an incredible job of keeping his front side closed and, and trusting that it's going to be closed as long as he can, and then you know finding u- very unique ways to create space for himself. He's a uh, as when it comes to using the ground, he's he's up there with guys like Altuve and you know other guys that really rip in, and it's, it's very impressive to watch. All right, we'll take a break, come back on Inside Twins with hitting coach David Popkins, and when we come back, we'll dive into something that Twins fans are hearing a lot about, uh, the, the team woes with the bases loaded. We'll try to get some thoughts with David on that when Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, continues next on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with you from the Big A. Twins and the Angels wrapping up this series today and our guest on our Sunday show is Twins hitting coach David Popkins. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, after the Dodgers series on Wednesday when asked about the team-wide uh, struggles with the bases loaded, said we just need to find a way to propel the ball moving forward. I mean, pretty simplistic in, in its answer and in its nature, but when you look at the team-wide issues with the bases loaded, what has stood out to you most often? Um, yeah, it's it's very, um, you know, anytime you're kind of picking apart certain situations, runners in scoring position, you know, you're always going to find that one scenario that the team struggled with. And I know there's been struggles in the past with the bases loaded, but I mean, there was one, you know, I haven't looked at it, uh, you know, last week or so, but there's, I saw a stat where runners in scoring position, we had one of the highest OPSs as a team, but then bases loaded, we had one of the lower OPSs as a team, which really, if you look at it, you know, runner on second, first and second versus a runner on first, second, and third, there's really no difference. Based on the runner still in scoring position, but you know it just happens that we got the hits when the guys run first and second versus, versus the base loaded. But yes, overall as a team, when the runners in scoring position, the biggest thing is is really not trying to do too much. Really trying to stay you know short to the middle of the field. Um, if you do take a shot, make sure it's an advantage count. But really just just getting the job done is is all that we care about as a team. And um, a lot of times those those at bats and. Um, in LA, it's like we the guy that the third out was the one the productive out that we needed. You know that first that first hitter, that second hitter. So, like Rock's saying, like making sure we're moving it forward, make sure that you don't always need to hit a double or a home run or or smash a ball. Just any way for you to get that runner in from home, and especially bases loaded, nobody out, something in the air, the outfield, relatively deep that we can just, we can get a run and. Um, as long as we're working from that mindset, I think over the course of the year, if you look at it from beginning to end, the numbers will be exactly where they always are with runners scoring position. So uh, have you then seen different swings, that it's not always a guy that the first pitch grand slam, and even when that batters down 0-2, 1-2, it's not a grand slam swing that you are seeing guys shorten up and just trying to make contact to put it somewhere? Yeah, I think you, you see it a lot with, you know, Kyle Farmer right now. Like Farmer has found ways to, you know, do damage. He has found ways to move runners over. He's found ways to get jammed and hit a ball in the outfield runners in the scoring position. Um, I think that's a guy who, you know, is bringing multiple clubs in in his bag right now. And um, I think there's, you know, there's more guys doing that as well with runners in scoring position. Um, but like I said, I think overall, like making sure we're letting the situation, you know, dictate our approach and our swing and, and understanding that, hey, this guy on the mound's job is to make sure that we swing at bad pitches and we chase pitches. And if we keep him in the zone and we're not trying to do too much, it's going to allow us to give our best our best chance to cash those run, runners in. Does Carlos Correa alter his swing at all in that spot? Um, yeah, yeah. When he's when he's you know, when he's going really good in situations, it's low oppo line drives and, and ground balls the other way. And um, you know that's something that we actually just talked about recently is getting back to hey, like until you know you feel locked 
locked in. You know, low oppo is a really good place for you to be, and it's something that you can do better than. Say a low oppo. People listening low, at home just yeah. want to kind of break low that down. Standard. Just shooting, shooting a low ground ball or a low line drive the other way yeah. um, until you start feeling really good, and then as you feel better. Um, you can start opening up a little bit and take some shots, but that's an approach that's been very rewarding for him uh, all the last year, especially in two strike situations. And um, the times that he's done it this year has been really rewarding. So just kind of getting back to, you know, staying short to the other way. Yeah, with, with Correa too, because his April's the last two years pretty close to each other. Then May last year, his OPS shot up to around 850. Are you seeing signs that 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 is close to happening? That he's 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 a swing or two away from finding that same form that he did find in May of last year. Yeah, I mean, Correa is one of those, you know, special individuals that as soon as he, he finds it, it's everyone will know and it's it happens fast and he just doesn't miss. And um, he had some really good swings in Chicago at a, at a homer, at a robbed homer, at a bunch of balls, 110 to the center fielder that, you know, at times like those balls drop and that gets you the confidence to get going. But he had a lot of hard outs and he had a really good series uh, against Chicago where he carried us and won us some games there. Um, then had a tough series in LA and then now kind of building on that again. So for him, it's just kind of building that, that momentum and that confidence. And when he's confident, there's, you know, there's not a better hitter out there and, and he'll get it just as he always does. And, um, he's working, you know, relentlessly to, to get that done and, and understand, you know, his, his new movements and his new body. And, and, you know, he, he won't, he won't stop until he gets it. So, um, again, another guy that has a track record of, you know, at times starting slow, having these little stretches of streakiness. And then once he clicks it on, it's like September last year where he's uh, one of the best hitters in the league by far. Are you a guy that believes that if a hitter, a right-handed batter in this case is struggling, that if you start seeing, going back to Correa and low opposite field, if you see line drives to right center field, that that may be the catalyst to get a hitter going? And if so, why is that? Why is it about that right field, right center field swing that can get a slumping player back to where he wants to be? Well, it's, it's very difficult to actually square up a ball and, and put it on a line the other way perfectly. Um, to do that, you need to be have efficient swing mechanics. You need to make sure you're on plane. And, uh, and that is all indicative of, you know, having the right approach and the right ball flight. There's, there's times where you can have a long, big swing and just catch a ball out front and cheat to it and hit a homer to the pull side. Very rarely do you see bad hitters be able to hit, you know, really clean spun line drives the other way um, because if you're too closed and you and you early extend you hit a pop-up the other way if you're too open you run out of bat to be able to do it so it's a really good sign for a lot of guys or when they're when they're dialed in is when you know you see a behind count or two strikes and they take that fastball or something that's hung up and they put it in a on a low line to the opposite gap can you give some insight to our listeners right now about what Byron Buxton's in-game hitting routine looks like. Uh, if he's having four or five at-bats, not playing the outfield, but what a typical night for Byron Buxton in-game as a DH is like. Yeah, this is something he's continued to evolve and got better at, and I think you're seeing that these last you know, 15, 20 games where he's been you know, ripping the cover off the ball and putting some really good swings on balls. But he's um, typically does his, his normal tee routine. Um, and then hits a little bit of machine. And then during the game, he, he likes to kind of whatever he feels that he's most likely going to get or where a team's going to attack him, he's, he's hitting off that pitch type. And uh, it's been really impressive to watch. And he's done, you know, incredible job, you know, walking and, and putting good swings on the ball. And another guy who who's, seems to be heating up as well. 
Um, and he's not only that, but the ability to walk has been tremendous for him. It makes him extremely dangerous when the team knows that they, if they don't throw a pitch in zone, he's going to be on first base. And that man is very, very fast, as we all know. Um, so you're more likely to get strikes in those situations as you continue to take walks. And that's the name of the game. If they have to throw a strike in zone to him in those counts, he's going to punish him really bad. Now Byron's pretty candid about his take on analytics. He's not dismissing them, but it's a slow, slow study. And he mentioned that in spring training, that Carlos is, is on him about that. Well, where is he at in that part of his game and that walk rate that is growing? Is he more inquisitive about that part of the game than he once was? Yeah, I think I think the blend of you know the art of baseball and the science of baseball is extremely important. If you go too far in one direction, I think that's where people get you know lost or you would say they get drunk in it. So um, I think the way that Byron is doing it and taking what you need and taking the small pieces that you need slowly and, and really you know doubling down on what you truly believe in and and you know taking like it's like a buffet take what you like disregard what you don't and whatever little bit that does to help you and you add to your game you add your arsenal and you become a more well-rounded player um so yeah i think the way buck is you know he understands you know a lot of things when it comes to advance he's he's very keen on understanding how teams are going to attack him what he needs to do to attack certain things and um, and if they don't put the ball where he wants it, he'll take his walk. So, uh, yeah, I've been very impressed with him, especially as of late, with the adjustments he's made. Right, we'll take our last break on our Sunday show. It's Inside Twins with Twins hitting coach David Popkins. When we come back, we'll dive into Alex Kirilov. We'll dive into Eddie Julian, who's back up with the Twins as well. And also we'll get some thoughts about, if David's paying attention, what this guy named Royce Lewis is doing down at AAA St. Paul. It's Inside Twins with David Popkins. We'll come back with one last segment next on your home for Twins baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's our final segment of Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Twins hitting coach David Popkins for our final segment of our Sunday show. Twins and the Angels one last time. Good pitching matchup today. Pablo Lopez for the Twins and Shohei Otani opposing for the Angels. Uh, Alex Kirilov, uh, we've seen him come up. We've seen him produce we've seen that swing look just so pure when that wrist and that forearm are right is that what you're seeing from your perspective in the dugout yeah yeah 100 percent he's um he's had a long you know process from spring and, and building back up and you know completely revamped his routine and and some of the stuff he was doing um to take some pressure off that wrist and you know you're seeing you know the performance definitely show now from all the work he's done the hours and hours of work he's done um and he's, he's been special. He's been a jolt to us. And um, having his at-bat in the lineup, someone who has that barrel creativity, you know, we got we, we know we have sluggers, but a guy like that we know can, you know, change the barrel to hit certain things. Very similar to Rise is, is very big to have the balance of that lineup. So it's it's been it's been incredible so far. How much input do you have on a daily basis about lineup construction with Rocco? Um, not, not a ton. Not a ton. But, I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. He'll ask my, he'll always ask, you know, input and what I got and stuff. But, you know, Rock's, Rock leads that boat. That's his, he's the manager. Um, but he always, he always asks for, for insight on, on certain things, though. 
With Alex and, and some of these lefties that, uh, that the Twins have seen and then they will continue to see as the season plays out, is he a guy that, as his career continues, will get more opportunities, one would think, against left-handed pitching? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I mean, it's like the, the hitters that are chosen, you know, to be in the lineup isn't, is not really just like a just a, a gut feeling. There's reasons based off that on, you know, prior success for those arm angles or based off the pitch speeds or pitch type. So everything is you know, is is positioned to attack and give the hitter the, his best chance of success. But I think, yeah, like you said, as as when AK's on, you know, it doesn't really matter if he's right-handed or left-handed. He's gonna he's gonna put some good swings on the ball. So I think, you know, as he gets more exposure to those sides and those those matchups, and he has success, I think the more you see him in there over and over again. Roster move was made on Saturday. Jorge Polanco was uh, put on the IL, and we are now back to seeing Eddie Julian back up with the Twins. You got a chance to see Eddie for a, for a bit of time in April. What was your takeaway of watching him at the plate? Uh, yeah, I love the kid. The kid can just the kid can flat out hit. Very simple mechanics, very short swing, um, and he's he's just a gamer uh, in the box. He just every pitch is a competition. Doesn't really give anything away. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about uh, Mr. Julian. Uh, other uh, guys that have come up uh, this season and it's guys we've seen in the past. I mean, Trevor Larnick is not is not a new name, but you couldn't help but notice when the season started that Larnick was seeing a ton of pitches. He was leading the team in pitches per plate appearance for a while, striking out yes, but also drawing a ton of walks. What what is his makeup and and his skill set and what his mind is looking for when he's batting to kind of put himself in those in those good spots? Yeah, I mean he's um. He had an incredible spring training to the point where he was not only the, one of the best hitters on our team, but he was one of the best hitters in the entire league um, for about, I want to say about four weeks. Um, you know, that the type of hitter he is, is he's, you know, he's getting thrown, he gets thrown a lot of junk, you know, he gets thrown a lot of off speed. So being a little more, you know, disciplined and making sure you're getting good pitches to hit is very important for him. It's why we've seen the walk rate sky up. and. Um, when his swing feels a little off, he'll miss pitches that he normally doesn't miss. So that's at times contributing to the strikeout rate. Um, but when his swing, when he's locked in and his timing is good, there's there's really not a lot you can get to get him out. Not to mention he's been one of our most clutch hitters throughout the entirety of his 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 time here. I mean, I want to say he was gone for maybe a little over a week, and he was still leading our team in RBI. So he's he's come up big for us, and and you know we haven't even seen his best you know version yet. So uh, the ability to walk, it, you know, it gives him a chance that if he gets hot here, you're, you're looking at a guy who has a, you know, 775, 8, 850 OPS. If you get hot when you're able to minimize the damage when you're not feeling good, and that's what he's been doing by walking. And um, you know, he'll, he'll he's 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 very good player, very good player. All right, let's close with this. I know you have a lot to do uh, with this big league club day in and day out, but uh, do you ever take a peek down in, in St. Paul and see what uh, what Royce Lewis is doing so far in his rehab assignment? Yeah, you could you could definitely say that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than excited for Royce. I've been excited since I saw him in spring training, and you know the type of player he is, the jolt of electricity he gives to the guys around him, um, the skill set, and the bat. Uh, the bat has been something that has uh, matured immensely. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I'll send him. Sometimes when he has some good games, I'll send him some funny gifts and stuff, and I, I, I can't wait to see that guy. All right. Hey, David, thanks for joining us here. I know it's been a busy weekend for you, but appreciate your time at Insight, and go get him today. Thanks again. Go Twins. All right, that's David Popkins, Twins hitting coach, our guest at Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We thank you for joining us. We have more to come. Chris is standing by. The pregame show is next. Then we'll have game three, Twins and the Angels. It'll be Lopez and Otani. It's all coming up on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. 
locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.